Hey, this is Daniel from Nothing More, and you're hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, guys? Rob here, Front Row Live Entertainment. I'm reunited here with Nothing More, and uh, it's so good to have you guys back here in L.A. Um, have you been, man? It's been quite some time, so it's like, you know, coming in now that we're about to drop that new album, like, what has that prep been like, especially because you guys are currently on tour as well? Yeah, um, you know, every time a band drops a record, I feel like it's kind of uh, the beginning of an era for that band, and for us, that's happening in two days. Um, yeah, it... The, to close down that last chapter is going to be such a relief, you know, because it was we had in the middle of it. Um, we're split up for a lot of it. Uh, I don't know. It, it, and to celebrate the album on tour, I think, is kind of the best way to do it because right. we're out here amongst fans playing music. But, uh, yeah, we, we cannot wait and cannot wait for everybody to hear it. So I was listening to the album on the way here and I was listening to it yesterday as well. And it's just I just love how you guys step it up every single record and um this album is just incredible uh spirits which drops on the 14th of october and you know take me into the studio for this record and um you know coming together as a band once again writing especially during these last two years of what we felt or, or experienced like how did that chemistry kind of change as you came in to the writing sessions of this album yeah um trying to think this one uh started real similar to the last one uh Right after our ghost tour in, I think it was in October of 2019 is when that wrapped up. Uh, the next month, we all got together in San Antonio and just started uh, kind of... It Actually, it started with me, Mark, and uh, Ben just working through, like, musical pieces, kind of some uh, abetting to start putting some vocals on. Um, so, yeah, after, after probably six weeks of doing that... Um, and demoing all of those pieces from there we move on uh we bring johnny in and start kind of uh well adding lyrics and melody and also like deconstructing songs and rebuilding based on yeah. melodic structure um and things like that so yeah that's that's kind of our process and you know through multiple demos and refining that um and that once once we know that we're like 99 percent sure on a musical arrangement that that's when we start booking the drum room um, and this album, we all uh, we tracked all the drums out at Sonic Ranch in El Paso, okay. um, which is cool because I had no idea there was a massive, you know, hi-fi recording, legendary recording studio in El Paso, Texas, um, literally a mile from uh, the border, like of Mexico. Wow, yeah. it, it was cool. Um, but yeah, so from from there, uh, then we started putting uh, all the final guitars, bass, and vocals on it, and finishing. Uh, lyrics melodies and all of that um really for us it, it's in it's in that period where like a lot of them I, I don't know a lot of rewriting happens especially melodically um and the songs really start to come together um yeah so for us this process in that section it definitely took us a little longer than last time mm -hmm. but you know when you start writing you never really know what's going to happen uh you just get together like you always do and you know we talk and start jamming and you know a year later, you have a host of songs on your hands and hopefully a great album. So, right. yeah. The fact that you, Mark, and Ben uh, started the skeleton of the album um, with the instrumentations. Um, when Johnny came into it, how did how did you guys go about as far as the lyrics? Was he trying to kind of find pockets throughout the, the yeah. sonics that you guys created to kind of put these lyrics in? Or, you know, what was that process like? Yeah, so in, in those moments, Johnny's really good at just babbling. Like, babbling melodies, babbling words. Yeah. Like, things just pop into his head that 
don't make any sense in the moment, you know, but they're like these awesome anchor words. Yeah. And we call it uh, speaking in tongues because they'll just like start going and, you know, me and Mark will like pick, hear things. And a lot of times it's not even what he said, but it sounds good. So we, those are kind of our anchors and we move around that. So, yeah, so that's, that's how it always is when Johnny comes in and he's such a, you know, he was the original drummer of the band. So he's a very rhythmic person. Yeah. Um so he's always kind of thinking about that with his melody too. So that's why a lot of the musical reconstruction happens then too. I think so. Yeah. Once again, you guys are working with Will as far as like production goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, how different was it this time around? Like, how was he able to kind of help you guys step out of that comfort zone? Because I feel like you guys do that naturally within every new like release or, or album. But like him coming in and as a producer, like how did he help you guys kind of push it a little more? Yeah, I mean, anytime someone tells you the song's not done, you know, that's kind of it. I feel like that's painful to hear, though. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) Like, our first time, uh, you know, doing a record and doing, like, a pre-production thing with a producer or songwriter, uh, I mean, there were tears in those sessions because you have someone telling you either what you made or your favorite parts of things aren't cool enough or good enough and... Uh, yeah, so- songwriting is a very intimate thing. You know, we have to, we'll write things and share them. And if someone doesn't like it, you know, it does kind of feel like they don't like part of you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's a part of growing, I guess, is just learning to separate yourself from it and uh, not take it so personally. Because I, I think a lot of bands probably break up when they're writing, yeah. too. Uh, that's, that's the toughest part. Yeah, totally. Yeah, out, out here is more like managing kind of a weird day job, I guess. But writing, it's you know, it's a lot of lot of feelings involved yeah. for sure. So as far as the writing and the lyrics go, um, does Johnny did Johnny incorporate majority of it, or did you guys also jump in with with lyric writing as well during this album? Yeah, um, me uh, the lyrics are uh, me, Mark, and Johnny do all the lyrics together. Um, so that hasn't changed for this record. That hasn't changed. Yeah. So, and you know, the fact that like these these kinds of uh, topics that you that he talks about or you guys talk about, like coming together, if it's an idea that Johnny has where it's like super personal or vulnerable, an idea that you have that's super mm-hmm. pers- personal and vulnerable, when you guys come together to kind of like finish or finalize that track, like how do you how are you able to come into that kind of space or world or, or kind of feeling or emotion that that song kind of has if it's a, 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 if it's like a something that you haven't felt or experienced at the same time. Right. Um, uh, That's actually can kind of be a roadblock sometimes of ours is really for something to be written about and released. Like the three of us have to agree and, you know, feel like we understand that feeling and have felt it kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. I I think, though, I don't know. We we do see eye to eye with most things. So that doesn't happen a lot. but uh, yeah, it, it for sure happens. And as far as like the, when it comes to what the song is actually about, you know, we just kind of pick the strongest story or kind of even there have been some songs where we kind of blend the stories together and kind of go from there. But yeah, with all, with all three of us having to sign off on it, you, even though it's a little bit more frustrating of a process, I think it's a better one. So now, as far as these 12 tracks, is it 12 or 11? Uh, on I this album, twelve. Okay, because yeah. I I thought I saw eleven at first, and then when I'm listening to it, I was like, "There's twelve songs in here." I just wasn't sure if one was a maybe or. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a CD like in right in one of these boxes. <laughs> we can look at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, during these during these tracks, like or throughout these tracks, um, where would you feel that you personally got challenged the most? Whether it was like writing, recording, or even the recording process of it. Yeah. Um. 
I'm trying to think. I think the challenging wise um, uh, lyrics for me were the most challenging. I felt like on previous records they had flowed a little bit uh, easier for me. But um, the I, f- I feel like bass wise though this has been the best record for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me and Mark tracked all the bass together just at his place and. You know, every day we'd kind of discuss, uh, I, I would come, you know, prepared with what I think we should do. And, you know, with every part, there was always kind of this, do we do the standard bass thing or do we, you know, push it and make more of like a soundscape? And we did, uh, we pushed it a lot and I'm super pumped about uh, just all the bass tones. And I like listening through the record with friends and like, uh, pointing out sections like you know it's like oh, see that listen to that airplane taking off that's me yeah yeah that's that's these nine effects coming on at once nice. kind of thing so um yeah uh also i got to for years i wanted to get an electric upright bass um and learn to play it with a bow and you know add effects to that and a song finally came up it's called uh deja vu that uh just seemed prime for that kind of playing so yeah i went and acquired a, an electric upright gave myself like a three-day crash course with bow <laughs> technique uh, it's very painful but uh i'm happy with what came out so do you see yourself kind of incorporating that moving forward to like new recording sessions or right or even live shows yeah oh i would love to as, as me and mark were sitting there we're you know i'm playing and we're pitching it around and it's like dude we like we I'm not a great player, upright player by any means, but now well, I three hours. I mean, you're still you're still the student, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, us doing self recordings though, we can take as lo- you know, yeah. we can utilize the time to uh, just make whatever sounds we want. So I think that would be a fun thing in the future is if you know we get a violin and a cello and j- just learn enough to play and be our you know do our own strings for the record. Yeah. Um, that'd be fun. Now, from your perspective, like, where do you see like Ben kind of like stepped up his game in the, on the drums this time around? Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say Ben went from like a, an amazing drummer last record to a uh, an all out monster. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he's a phenomenal player, and I, you know, with the the last the stories we tell ourselves was the first record that we wrote with him, and that was right? uh huh, and that was the first record really we had written with. Um, someone else on drums it wasn't Johnny and it you know we I don't feel like we missed a step kind of thing but um, over the last few years Ben's really kind of grown into his own and feels comfortable with us uh, in the songwriting space so uh, yeah it was it was cool to see how far he would push things you know and there there are some gnarly drum sections in, on this record yeah. for sure no, there definitely is, and I—I I don't know. Like for me, it feels like this record is is harder than your previous records, um, especially that intro song, that intro track. Just like I—I I love, I just love the way that you guys open up the album. Um, do you feel like you guys went harder on this album? Do you feel like the lyrically as well, you got even more personal or even more like vulnerable on this record as well? Yeah, I—I th- I think so. Um, I mean, as far as it getting heavier, we're. I don't know. We're always pushing for that, you know, and every time we're uh, sharing the stage, like at a festival with say someone like Beartooth, you know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, we got to get heavier like this. This is so brutal. Um, I feel like this this album was definitely a huge step in that direction as far as just like riffing brutality. Um, and yeah, l- lyrically, too, uh, we I don't, we're just always trying to push it. You know, we don't want to be too offensive, but it was a frustrating time and 
you know, we're, we were frustrated. And that's this album. You can definitely hear a lot of frustration in the lyrics. So, would you, would you say there's like a particular song that was super challenging to kind of write um, from the get go? Um, trying to think what the most difficult was. Uh, well, the kind of funny the um, you don't know what love means the the current single. Yeah. Um, that song we started and nearly finished for the stories we tell ourselves. Really? So yeah, that 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 was a difficult one uh, to really get where we wanted it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we shelved it for the last record and then reapproached it, rewrote the verses. Uh, yeah, re- rewrote a lot of things really. Um, but yeah, that w- that was hard. Sometimes um, I don't know. Sometimes songs just take time, and the right ideas come later. So. Yeah. I feel like in every record you've had those songs where it's like either Go to War, Jenny, or Fade In, Fade Out. And I feel like that's the song on this album that kind of gives me that kind of impact. Mm. Um, what is it about this song that, that you know you guys still wanted to kind of bring it out for the next record or even give it a shot um, during the writing process of this album? I really like the the melody and like kind of the chorus melody. It just felt like a it's not like totally in ballad land you know it's yeah. it's like a strong like mid-tempo song that we just felt like connected to a lot of people but we couldn't get the full arrangement really to like flow correctly yet yeah. so I yeah mean, i remember our last interview we were talking about how you guys were kind of teaching johnny how to sing um and you know i'm curious now with this album now that you guys have had that he's had that experience now and the the tours that have been going on like with this album how do you feel like he stepped up his vocals um and do you feel like he was actually trying to go and hit different vocal ranges or try different uh vocal techniques during this uh album yeah um as far as the the album recording goes um i'm not sure all the ways that johnny like honed what he did we uh, he did a, most of it with a guy named Sahaj from the band Raw. Okay. Um, he did a lot of it by himself too. But um, yeah, there, there's a moment in I think Face It in the bridge where he goes, he just says the words, "It's time." Yeah. And the first time I heard that, I was like, "Is is that jo- that's Johnny?" <laughs> like, listen to that. It was like you know, boy becomes a man kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I know um, he feels like over the last couple of years he's had a lot of breakthroughs uh with his voice you know and a lot of that probably is getting to live in a studio for a minute and not always you know every night we leave the stage with just pretty much trashed uh our vocals are trashed and there's things to learn from it but it's just like an all-out vocal assault you know you're not like really learning to sing softly that much or things like that um so yeah it uh he definitely stepped it up and I think, you know, seeing him this tour in general, like him him coming, I feel like for the last many years, he's been a very confident front man, um, especially having seen him come from a drum set and knowing how awkward it is the moment your instrument leaves you and someone's like, you got a voice, sing, and you just can't stop touching your face. Uh, but yeah, th- this tour, I feel like he's just turned it up another notch and, you know, he's painting himself every night and the the shows where there might be a struggle with the crowd. That's always a thing, you know, like if the crowd... I can't even imagine that for a Nothing More show. Like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I I guess it still happens. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's just definitely in a mindset to win every single person in the crowd every night. And I I think that's so cool. So that's what we're out here to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that live show, like how, you know... 
how do you guys change it up every time? Especially because you want to give us, as the audience, you want to give us a new experience, a new vibe. So what's different on this tour and on the you know on the shows that you're doing in support of this album? Yeah. Um. So one cool thing uh, that happened with this record actually is there's uh, I do all the the live show metal fabrication, if you will. So like Drumtron, Scorpion Tail. That catapult that lifts Johnny in the air. Uh, those are all the things I, I've made. And this is the first time on record that we've uh, actually gotten to feature Scorpion Tail. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and go into, you know, because it didn't exist when the last record was written. Yeah. I, I'd finished it right after uh, we released the stories we tell ourselves. And so, um, yeah, in the solo section of Turn It Up Like, uh, that's the Scorpion Tail doing all the guitar effects. Oh, shit. Yeah, so this uh, this set we're opening with Turn It Up Like, and we just, you know, the Scorpion Tail is always a show closer kind of thing, but we just send it up first first song. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we're throwing down uh, from, from the beginning of the set till the very end. Um, we've always done a lot of drum stuff, too, uh, since we do have two drum sets and two drummers. Um, and yeah, this this tour we've kind of been finishing. We've been finishing every night with actually uh, me, Mark, and Johnny taking two floor toms and putting it in the on the front row of people, and then you know doing like a big end riff with Johnny drumming and me and Mark like in the crowd. So yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's fun. We didn't know we were going to do that before this tour. We kind of had some things in mind, but uh, it's been a lot of fun working that out. So every now and the crowd too has been just such a wild factor, you know. So some people are respectful. Some people just grab your neck, and you're like, "Oh no, what? <laughs> I got to play." So. We'll see what LA is like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that tonight. Um, now, lastly, you're about to, you know, the dro- the album drops on Friday, but there's also a new single dropping on on Friday. Um, can you talk to me about this track and, you know, why did you feel that this would be the best like follow up for um, now that the album is out? Uh, yeah, you don't know what love means is uh, dropping, correct? Or is it best no times? best times? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the the timing of everything is all messed up in my head. I get you. You're on tour, so. Everything else doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing. Um, yeah, yeah, Best Times, uh, it's a, I don't know, it's it's an awesome, like, uplifting energy jam. And, you know, we don't do that a lot. Um, and I we thought that was a cool way to kind of conclude the line of singles for this record. So yeah. was to, to kind of end it on a positive note. So I definitely love that it follows uh, You Don't Know What Love Is or Love me- uh, Means. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was, I don't know, it was just the perfect. You you kind of like open it up, this album, with um, with that first final, this opener track, and then you kind of close us, close up the um, anticipation of the record with, with this uh, new release. So I'm super excited for everyone to hear this record. Like I, I listened to it, I got it yesterday. I listened to it last night. I listened to it today. And I'm like, this is going to be stuck on repeat for a while. Like, I guarantee <laughs> cool. it. So Thank congratulations you. with that. Um, so now, lastly, to close us off, um, you guys are also working on a novel that kind of coincides with the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, where did this idea kind of stem from? And how has that challenge like been like for you guys? Yeah. Um, so the graphic novel, uh, it'll be released next year. We were actually approached uh, by a company. Um, I can't remember the, the the guy's name that does it. Um, and actually, our guitar player, Mark, heads up all the graphic novel stuff. And I've kind of uh, 
told them that I don't want to say anything till it's done. So I'm actually the worst person to ask about that. But uh, yeah, it's man, this record, it's been cool seeing that come together. And uh, there's the spirits test that Johnny yeah. made. Um, there's just kind of these cool pieces coming together, bring, building like a little universe around the record. So um, yeah, I'm stoked for everyone to take the spirits test. It's out now at spiritstest.com. And uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for the graphic novel releasing next year. Thank you so much for uniting with me. You guys be sure to check out Nothing More's new album. is uh, It's titled Spirits, and it drops this Friday, October 14th. And once again, thank you so much for watching here on Front Row Live. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more, and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in, and have a great night.